Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 63 for Tuesday, November 12th. I'm Alex Uwe here today with Ray Estrada. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. It has, it's, it's been a while. It's been a couple months since we... I think we missed some stuff. I don't know it, about you. It's just part of our intro now. It's just It's been a while. Yeah. Um, we've been watching baseball. We've been busy with other things, though. Yeah. We're not totally out of the loop. Uh, we know that the MLB postseason happened, <laughs> and we know what happened. Um, is there anything you need to, to vent to get off your chest from then? It's been a little while now since, since um, it ended. I have recovered from the Dodgers Game 5 NLDS loss, and then sure? the Nationals beat the Astros. I have. Yeah. I, I've been through two World Series heartbreaks. I can handle an NLDS loss. Yeah, this is this is nothing. Um, the the Nationals and Astros had an interesting World Series. Neither of them won a single home game in a seven-game series, and the Nationals won. Juan Soto kind of had his coming-out party yeah. in the World Series, and uh, Garrett Cole had his uh, free agent send-off by not playing in Game 7. Yes. Steven Strasburg was the MVP. He... Uh opted out of his contract he is currently a free agent yeah there's going to be a lot of really interesting off-season stuff happening soon maybe soon hopefully soon but then again there's Scott Boris it could take till uh July there's a couple more days until all the qualifying offers are accepted or or rejected yeah um and then things will probably get rolling. There's a lot of really good free agents. We're not doing a free agent show today, though. Today, we're going to be talking about, well, what we're talking about now, just everything that we missed uh, since we <laughs> since we last recorded in September. And then we'll start a little series of, well, this, I was going to say top tens of the decade, because yeah. the, the tens are over. But we're going to do our teams of the decade. That's a player at each position for the entire decade, not which year's team, yeah. major league team, was you know were the teams of the decade. We're constructing. This is, a, this is all MLB of the 2010s. Yeah, and then we'll also probably talk about the best top ten individual seasons of the decade. So that that's our top ten portion of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the playoffs. Is there anything else? That we, it, I didn't think it was as interesting as the last couple of years, but we were spoiled the last yes. couple of years. Yeah, I mean, there, it wasn't outside of really the Nationals making their run. There wasn't too much drama. I mean, I guess the, the Astros went to Game Five in their LDS, but again, the AL seemed the AL was dominated by the Juggernauts, and the NL was uh, a much tighter contest outside of the NLCS. Because yeah, the, the Cardinals just laid an absolute egg. Yeah, in the semifinal I, round. <laughs> it was a weird playoffs, weird postseason in general. Um, what else is going on? Rookies of the year were today. Uh, Jordan was unanimous, and Alonzo should have been unanimous. But those those are the easy awards to give. The uh, the MVPs and the Cy Youngs will come, but mm. they have not been unveiled yet. So. If Mike Trout doesn't win, do what do we do? We riot. We riot. Okay. Yes. Um, I'll put that in my calendar then because <laughs> I have very little confidence in the voters these days. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Let's get to the lists or yeah. the, the teams that we have. 
We're going to go position by position, and I imagine we'll agree a lot. Yeah. So, hopefully, yeah, it'll go quick, because we'll agree <laughs> a lot. Um, catcher, Buster Posey? Buster Posey, yeah. I mean, he's up there, if we're doing, you know, say, top tens, he's up there in the conversation for, for top ten hitters of the decade, let alone catchers. Well, no, but catchers are so different from any other position, and Posey really is a clear notch above, or was through most of the decade, was just on a different tier. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's quite top ten. He's I said he's, he's in the conversation, good. I did not say he is. No, but he's maybe, like, I don't... He's not even close, really. All right, if you whatever. look at his, I'm, I'm wrong. Just, You're right. I, well, I want. Works. I don't want to just like <laughs> go back and forth. You want an MVP give, in 2012? I want to give some context. Yeah, he he did. That is. Yeah. That's weird. He I, I believe he's second in this decade in WAR. In a position player WAR. Really. Behind, you know. Well, Ket. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, a obviously, lot of that obviously. adjusts for being a catcher, which is a huge yeah. deal, and he was a really good defensive catcher as well. Um, but then, you know, offensively, there's his best season, his, his MVP campaign was a 957 OPS. Didn't yeah. crack, didn't even get close to cracking 900 OPS in any other season. No, his, his power numbers throughout his career are not, you know, great, but, um, certainly was a great contact hitter up until. Right. Yeah. He's just a, just a really good hitter. Yeah. Um, and then, unfortunately, declined a little bit earlier than we would have liked. But three three World Series rings, not a whole lot you can argue with there. Yeah. Uh, first base, I have Joey Votto. I have Miguel Cabrera. Joey Votto is a very close second to me. Okay. Do you Are you really just looking at... I mean, you're looking at a couple years of Miguel Cabrera, really. He probably had... Yeah. He compared to Joey Votto, fewer years of just sheer dominance at the position. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the the stats, they're all kind of right around each other. Um, and, I mean, team of the decade, I'm looking at accomplishments as well. Joey Votto, they win MVP. Miguel Cabrera won two and had a triple crown season. So yeah. There's kind of an iconography to team of the decade that, that Joey Votto easily could have. I almost went Votto, but Cabrera, to me... Uh, I mean, he kind of stands out with what he's done so far, that, what he's done this decade. Right, but I, I think it's important to remember that Joey Votto, as recently as last year, was still a really good hitter. And Miguel Cabrera just hasn't been since since when now? It's It's been a little while. Um, I'm a big fan of on-base percentage, as you know, and Joey Votto's the king of that. And, of course, hit for plenty of power through most of the decade too led first baseman in war this decade um in in any in any form of war so in who doesn't love joey Votto? no oh, yeah just, yeah just one of I mean, the best these, these were not easy decisions necessarily no but yeah i don't know i think i'm right <laughs> um, you always think you're right not that's not true well, why would I ever think that I'm wrong? Um, <laughs> second I don't know, base, maybe you like arguing. You're like, you know, second what? base. I, I do. No, I do. I do like. <laughs> I do that a lot, though. Um, Trey Turner, shout out MVP. Um, <laughs> second base, Jose Altuve. Yes, Jose Altuve. Uh, up there in the top 
tier of second baseman for the decade playing. When did he debut? 2014? 2013? 2013, 2014? Now, yeah. Yeah. Now, I assume this answer is Robinson Cano if he is not suspended for PEDs. Well, I don't know necessarily. I mean, that obviously didn't help the counting numbers. Cano's sort of been... Here and there, Cano is the leader in WAR by, among by second a wide margin. Among yeah, second baseman. and he was just dominant as well. the The suspension doesn't help, and the lack of playoff presence also doesn't <laughs> help. Jose Altuve has established himself yeah. as one of the best playoff hitters. Yes, of, also also of all time at the also position. has an MVP this decade in twenty seventeen. Yeah, even though you would like to. I can. I, it's still under protest by me, but still a an MVP caliber season, and <laughs> he did revolutionize the game, just with his, just by being him, just his stature. Yeah. He was. I don't know. He was transcendent at the time, and then even now, he doesn't really get the kind of recognition that maybe he should be. He kind of blends it. We're too used to him now. Um, great player. Um, third base, Adrian Beltre, for me. Yeah, I, I, I have Adrian Beltre too. Um, I think the next guy you would go to is probably Nolan Arnauto. Has not lost a Gold Glove race, if you call a Gold Glove a race. Yeah. But um, and he's been doing this since, since twenty thirteen. But I mean, Adrian Beltre just is just con- considering how late in his career the twenty tens are for him. He debuted in nineteen ninety eight. Right. Yeah, and and he's and he's now on our team of the decade in the 2010s. Yeah, it's it's rare that you see somebody s- cement their Hall of Fame case in the last decade of their career yeah. and really not have too much discussion throughout the early stage of their career. It was a unique on his uh, case what, for him. Fourth team with the Rangers. Right. Yeah, and maybe falls off the radar for some because he retired. Last was it last after last season, yeah. Yeah, so and very easily probably could have played this season, but decided to. Yeah, he was done. <laughs> yeah, so he had his fun. Yeah, but Beltre was the best. You could argue for maybe Donaldson or Arenado, like you said. Um, Longoria even Longoria had a very good decade. He did. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Shortstop is a tough one. Yeah. Because it I mean it it kind of comes down to what do you value? There was nobody who who was just a dominant shortstop throughout the course of the decade. Yeah. Shortstop's a tough position. I picked Troy Tulowitzki. I picked Elvis Andrews. Ooh. Now I nearly Ooh. picked Troy Tulowitzki. Okay, I want to hear yours because I don't understand it at all. <laughs> so enlighten me. So Elvis Andrews, I mean He's really come on the last few years. He has a ton of games at shortstop throughout. Uh, he is, where is he at? He's third in this decade in war behind Tulowitzki and, and Lindor. Um, has almost 270 stolen bases, uh, a ton of runs. Um, where, where is his? Uh, 330 on base. Um, 310 Woba, only 87 WRC plus, but I mean, 
a really good defensive shortstop who has come on as a really good hitter in the last few years. And 1,400, almost 1,500 games in this decade. So you're just going over just games? Not played? not games, but kind just of, I mean... Like good good quality, not great quality games throughout the decade? Why not Angelton of, Simmons then? Is, is he similar? He is similar, yeah. Case then? And a better defender? Yeah. I don't know. I, maybe it's recency bias with Andrews coming on. Maybe he wasn't even this good, that good this year though. Which is no, unfortunate. no, I'm not saying this year was his best year, but t- I don't know. He really isn't that good. He he's a 700 ish OPS hitter, which is questionable to even have him considered there. Just sheer quantity. I mean, he amassed that much WAR, sure, but Troy Tulowitzki was dominant. Yeah, he was when he was healthy. Arguably the best player in the National League for a stretch. Um, yeah, and he would just go on some torrid, torrid hitting streaks. Um, was a much better hitter, you know, a, a 900 plus OPS hitter for. He had f- how many seasons this decade? He had four this decade, and even a couple more before, or one more before then. So. Actually, yeah. So in in 2014, I I did not realize that 2014 was such a good year for him. Was he still a rocky then, or was he? He was. He only played 91 games because that's the Troy Tulowitzki special. Yes. But he did games this decade. But he did have a 10.35 OPS that year. Slugged 6.03 with a 4.32 on base. So, you know, Elvis Andrews couldn't even touch that. Or couldn't even touch one of Tulitsky's less, you know, less prominent years with his best year. So yeah, um, that's that's it for me. Like Tulitsky dominated, and then you have shortstops who dominated the second half of the decade. You got Lindor, who was close. Um, he was probably the second best, and then there's a couple others that came on late, but really nobody, nobody this decade, considering how strong the position looks now. Um, heading into the next decade, there it's probably one of the strongest positions in baseball. Yeah. Because we're looking at guys, like we said, Lindor, um, I mean, Correa for the Astros, but Bregman played a lot of shortstop while Correa was hurt this year. Um, you know, there's Corey Seager, Trey, Trey Turner. Turner. Um, I feel like Xander Bogarts is probably yeah. even above those guys. Um, and even more, Glaber Torres is going to be a full-time shortstop. Next we, year, yeah, most likely. Gregorius, who's he, who's yeah. replacing? Yeah, and there's, it goes deep. Marcus Semyon is third yeah. <laughs> in MVP voting. Um, we don't know if he's third yet. We, he's a finalist. He could win. You don't, he could you win. Know. We riot. <laughs> we riot. Um, that's so. Shortstop was a weird position this decade. Yeah, I think he's. I think shortstop just seen there. There was a ton of turnover in the top shortstops in the middle of the decade. So we don't have the you know. Like I said, yeah, it's it's very segmented. Yeah, let's do the outfield. outfield. Be- I'm gonna do the whole outfield because I'm curious. I, I'm I imagine we have the same outfield. We do not. We don't. No. Oh, let's do left. Let's do one at a time. I well, I actually we, I'm I I'm an do. idiot. We I do. I forgot my trout existed. What? <laughs> we riot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> you should be a Hall of Fame voter. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait, I think I, I don't know why. I'd... Mike Trout is on a different plane. Um, 
left field, I have Christian Yelich. What about you? I have Justin Upton. Okay, uh, you're gonna have to. Is it just the longevity? Yeah, I I, I kind of went with longevity. Yelich was. I think Yelich is probably my next my next option. But also the fact that Yelich. I mean, he's only played two years in in Milwaukee, and Upton played right field. Never mind. That argument goes out the window. Wait, what? Wait, why? Does I was gonna argue? go position like Justin Upton's. Yelich was a left fielder, and or no, he played center. And he. Well, I mean, he's played multiple. He's primarily yeah. a left fielder. Um, yeah, there's, so Justin Upton, you know, spans this decade better with his career, I guess, but also just hasn't. No, last year was It's horrible. kind of the same, yeah. Like, especially a similar argument, even his best years this decade are, pro- are around where Yelich's, you know, okay years were. Like, his Marlins years were Justin Upton-esque. And then you add in two of the best performances of this decade for sure, and maybe all time this past, you know, transcendent seasons, you know, high, mm-hmm. you know, MVP caliber seasons for that that go beyond other MVP seasons, you know. Um, so he's just he's just way far ahead, and then he also amassed enough um just uh, counting stats yeah his marlins years because he was good he just wasn't a power hitter he was really good in every other regard so yeah yelich trout trout mike trout um right field stanton stanton yes okay i yeah right field didn't really have anybody super close either no i mean you have i didn't i didn't put a dh it probably would have been cruz right you had D.H. Cruz. Cruz is maybe the second best right fielder. That's only because he happened to play right field in Texas. Yeah. No, you, I, don't, I don't even know if he would be the second best right fielder. Because Mookie Betts, yeah. you could argue, yeah. would would be better still. Um, so, yeah, I, I picked. I had a D.H. too because I'm an AL guy and you're not on principle. So you didn't I'm not, pick one, but Nelson Cruz yeah. is the D.H. of the decade. Bryce Harper could also be up there for right fielder of the decade. He could be. Uh, I would... War behind Stanton, Betts, Zobrist, Ben Zobrist, obviously Jose Bautista, Jose Bautista, Bryce Harper, then Cruz. Um, Bryce Harper. You know Bryce he. Harper. We'll talk about him when we get to the individual seasons, <laughs> as you can imagine. Pitchers, I we might we have the same top four, hopefully. Yes, yeah, same top four. Kershaw, in the same order too. Kershaw, Scherzer, um, Verlander. I went in no particular order. Kershaw, Verlander, Scherzer. Um, Sale. Sale. I put Lester in there. You put Lester at five. That's, eh. I think there's a lot of pitchers that you could have put ahead of him that make a lot more sense. I put Strasburg just because this last, this current year's performance cemented it. And he also does have the cumulative decade numbers to back him up. Um, He struck out like 10.6 per nine this, this over the course of the decade. Um, you know, very reasonable ERA and WHIP. Very consistent pitcher, despite not s- seemingly never becoming quite the. Well, he's never had a full season to really. Yeah, you know, put well, together this year was a, a full season. season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's had he's pitched quite a bit. He just hasn't had the Cy Young. He hasn't had a Cy Young season, or yeah. even a top three finish type of season. Yeah, because he because he. He always had really good numbers, and then you know he wouldn't necessarily finish out the year. And 
Right, but even then, really consistent in the Still playoff very good, yes. performance. Yeah. yeah, because his career spans this decade, so his yes. career numbers are his decade numbers: three, 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 two ERA, and that was this year. Never mind, three one seven ERA, even better, and through fourteen hundred thirty eight innings, which is a lot of innings. Um, so yeah, I have Strasburg. I would also argue that. Um, who was I going to say? David Price, David above Price, Lester. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting. So you could just argue Bumgarner for the sake of just playoff dominance. But yeah. if, if you wanted to go that route, there are, Zach Ranke is clearly, clearly above John Lester in almost every category. So, I don't know. There's a few names that, yeah. that are above Lester. But Lester is fine. He won a World Series. He won two? He won two. How many did Granky win? Uh, he didn't win any. There you go. Case closed. Um, relief pitchers. I, do we have the same ones? No, I have Jansen over Chapman. We both have Kimbrel. Weird. Okay. Obviously. K- uh, yeah. Jansen Kimbrel is maybe the best closer. Of, well, he was on a better pace before. This year, maybe. Yes, but he's he was on that. pace to be the best closer of all time. And then, I have Chapman, because he, he, I think people forget just how purely dominant he was earlier this decade and then yeah. even now he's he's not throwing he still throws 100 but he's still really productive people think of him and associate a couple postseason moments of him giving up the biggest hits but he, they use that's because he's used a lot in the playoffs <laughs> so there's a lot of times that he's not giving up hits that you're not seeing um just m- way more purely dominant than Jansen. Jansen had one year where he was just the best and then was really good. But yeah. even then, even surrounding that Chapman, in terms of just dominance, edged out Jansen in most ways. So do you have anything to support, or are you just, you I just mean, I, rewarding Jansen? I'm going, for... I'm going two guys with 300 saves in this decade. Jansen has 301. How many does Chapman have? I, I honestly don't care about saves, but I, I, I didn't even look. I honestly didn't look at saves. Um, but yeah, Jansen, you know, uh, probably the third. Um, yeah, Ch- Chapman's just outside for me. Yeah, they're they're all close. Um, when we only there's a decided, lot of good players. In the we only decided it's hard, it's hard to yeah. choose. What is this? Um, Sixteen players. Yeah, it's a weird size decade. roster that we picked. Um, so yeah, yeah that's the, our bench. That's the team. We're not doing the bench. <laughs> Backup. I, I, Are we two or three catchers? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> um, that that is it for the team. Yeah. And honestly, this exercise is interesting, and it's a good way to just get the the reflective juices flowing. But it's not as interesting as no. There's pretty there's much, much any of the other any of the other top ten type of lists that we have. I'm way more excited about. Yeah, no, they're much more like. Fun debates to be had, essentially. Yes. Not that, not that this isn't fun, but it's a, it's a good start. No, I hated this. Let's do the fun stuff now. Uh, yeah, so top 10 individual seasons. Yeah. You took the lead on this. I did the lead on just f- trying to jog the memories of best seasons. So I'm just going to throw out 10, and we're, we're just going to slide them around until we <laughs> land on, on which one's the best. So I'm just going to read all of them. Yeah. And, and we'll see. So, the, there's probably other ones that deserve to be on here. Uh, we're doing position players and then pitchers. 
I didn't want to mix because that's just that would be a mess. All right, so we have 2018 Betts, 2019 Yelich. Oh, and also I'm not doing multiple years of the same player. I'm just taking the, the best player. year. Of yeah, that player. Yeah. Uh, 2018 Trout is the Trout year I went with. 2015 Harper, 2010 Josh Hamilton, 2012 Cabrera Triple Crown year, 2017 Aaron Judge, 2017 Stanton, 2019 Cody Bellinger. 2017 Jose Altuve. 2017 was a good year. It was a good year. So was 2018. Honestly, yeah. there are some you could argue for Jose Ramirez or Francisco Lindor up there too. Um, there's there's a bunch of play. This year even had a lot more players that you yeah. could maybe throw in there as well. Um, I mean, we had two from this year, anyways, with Yelich and Bellinger. Yeah, that those are the two that I went with. Um, and of course, there could have been more. So. What's the best? What is? Should we just start at the top and then work down, or should we start yeah. at the back end? Um, no, it's all. I, I think we should start at the top. I think it's easier for us. Let's just do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard because I did not write down. He's looking at a list right now, and he has no numbers next to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's just I'm going aware pure memory right seasons. now. So we'll see how he does just from his intuition, and I will yeah. correct him with certain numbers that may that might be questionable. I mean, it's 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 hard to. Cabrera had a triple crown. It's, okay, the triple it was not. I, I honestly I, think Miguel Cabrera's season might be number eight oh, really? or nine, just because it was. Like, I looked. I, I looked at the numbers that season. And it was really good. It just wasn't like some of these other seasons were way better. And by better defensive players putting up better war numbers. Um, I mean, even with the year he won it, Mike Trout was arguably better and maybe should have won the MVP if not for just that, his, you know, the traditional um, prowess of the Triple Crown. But in 2012, Miguel Cabrera, uh, let's see. Scored 109 runs. Hit, uh, Jesus Christ, I hate scrolling through this constantly. Um, 44 home runs, 139 RBI. Really good year, of course. Um, had 108 walks. No, had 66 walks to 98 strikeouts. Had, hit 330, 393 on base, 606 slugging. That's a 999 OPS. So, really good. But some of the other lines yeah. that... We're gonna read. I think are better. Most most of them probably are. Um, so yeah, my number one might be twenty eighteen bets. It definitely could be. And you know we have no real firm criteria on this. If you want to throw in World Series or like postseason implications or whatever, then I mean obviously the Red Sox did yeah, pretty well that year. <laughs> <laughs> so. Mookie Betts did, I think he had the highest war season of the decade with that year. Um, at least on fan graphs. I'm pretty sure both. I remember both being the highest, I'm pretty sure. Um, almost 11 war seasons for him. In 2018, he hit 32 home runs, 80 RBIs, but scored... I mean, he was a leadoff hitter that year. So he scored 129 runs, uh, walked 81 times to 91 strikeouts, Slash 346, 438, 640. That's a 1078 OPS. Yeah. Did he, did he win the batting title that year? 
with a 346, you'd think, right? I don't, I don't know. I think everybody's hit three. Nobody's hit 350 for a while. No, don't think so. I, um, I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Well, I, I, I think it just might be him. And obviously has the base running and defense on lock yeah. all the time. And just the the season, the context of the team, and everything too. Just it just works out really nicely for him. Um, I would say, you know, just based on that, that Mike yeah, Trout won the batting title by sixteen points over JD Martinez. Okay, I would ar- I would argue that Mike Trout's twenty eighteen is right behind it there, because you know we're talking about Mike Trout's best year so far, if you ask me. Anyway, it, some people might think it was. One of the earlier years where he stole, you know, fifty bases and did all that, but just the evolution of Mike Trout into becoming the best on base percentage man in baseball. Um, that year, he he slashed three twelve, got on base at a four sixty, four sixty, and still slugged six twenty eight. So that's a ten eighty eight OPS. It's a higher OPS than Mookie Betts had, yeah. and still had the counting stats to go with it. Uh, 39 home runs, so way more than bets there. Um, and then 101 runs, only 79 RBI because Angels. Um, <laughs> yeah, so those are probably my top two in in that order. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's just we can just talk about the other years and then sort of order them. I'm just sliding them myself. If yeah. You, if you want to contest me there. Um, Bryce Harper's 2015 year was that was unbelievable. Uh, That's maybe maybe should be man. number one, if if we're talking about that. But you know, there's there's other factors involved too. He's not a, as good a defender. You know, War doesn't like him nearly as much. Um, you can have whatever opinion you want about that. So 2015, Bryce Harper had 118 runs scored, uh, drove in 99. 42 home runs, um, 124 walks to 131 strikeouts, slashed 330, 460 on base percentage as well, and a 649 slugging percentage. That's an 1109 OPS. I think that's the highest OPS of any of these seasons um, of any of these players. So you could definitely argue that one. He was locked in. He was walking all the time, and when they did throw at him, he would just hit it out of the park. That's mm-hmm. what he did. Um, and then he stopped doing that for yeah. some reason, you know, as much anyway. Um, so he yeah, doesn't hit three thirty. Do you? Anymore. What do you think? Twenty fifteen Harper or twenty eighteen Betts? I mean, Harper's numbers are better than Betts outside of average, right? And they're slightly better than. But then, yeah, but then you have to weigh Trout. You know, everything else. Betts it, they won a World Series that year. Harper obviously didn't advance, right? And then Betts is. Is a significantly better defender. defender and base runner, most likely. Did he stole thirty in twenty. Yeah, and stolen bases aren't isn't the only base running metric. No, but either. Bryce Harper oddly didn't steal bases that year. He only stole six, and he's had a twenty-one stolen base. The next year he stole twenty-one. So who knows? That's when um, he walked like every other player. Parents. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I would probably go. Betts, Trout, Harper, still. And then, for me, Yelich this year, he's just he's just that good. For you know, eleven hundred OPS, it's it should be fresh in everybody's brains, or fresher. Mm-hmm. Um, 
proved everybody wrong, said his home run to fly ball rate was unsustainable last year, and he was he was like, you're right, I can do better. And then, <laughs> and then he did. Um, yeah, proceeded to hit 44 home runs to follow up a 36 home run campaign. Um, 44 home runs in what he missed last month of the season? Yeah, he only played 130 games. And had an 1100 OPS, still s- drove in 97 and scored 100. So, you know, mm-hmm. everything's there, just a little, a little bit of quantity lost due to injuries. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would have Yelich fourth. I have Bellinger right behind him too, just because Bellinger's yeah year was insane. Led the league in WAR. Yeah, and the fact that he played multiple positions. Yeah, Gold Glover does it all. As well, like Yelich, like everybody so far on this list. Um, yeah. So Yelich didn't. Yelich has a Gold Glove. He the, does. This season, Yelich did not win the Gold Glove because he and Bellinger are the same position. Yeah, Bellinger's Bellinger's better on defense for sure. Um, he robbed Yelich of a home run this year. So did Trout. Did. Yeah. Trout got robbed by Trout and Bellinger, or uh, Yelich got robbed by Trout and Bellinger this year. Yeah. What gives? Come on. So we could have forty six. Yeah, really, the home run to fly ball rate, you know, could be even higher next year. We'll we'll see. So we sort of listed our five. Let's talk. Let's talk the twenty seventeen guys. The Judge and Stanton. I just picked the two the power duo there. Yeah, you know, you would love them for them. To all be you, a all you dynamic Pete, power duo. All you Pete Alonso fans that are like Pete Alonso beat Judge's home run record. Aaron Judge had a way better all around yeah. season. Yeah, Pete, than yeah. Pete Alonso. So there's a reason Pete Alonso isn't in the MVP, isn't in the MVP race. Right. He had a ton of home runs. He had what eight ninety OPS, something something around there. Which is really good. It, yeah, really good just season. Not, but like not Judge was good. unreal in 2017. Yeah, 2017, 420 or he had two, he hit 284, 422 on base, 627 slugging. That's a 1049 OPS. That's an MVP winner. Any other year <laughs> that Jose Altuve is not. Uh, I don't, so I don't, I what think, did he do? What did he do to do it? Um, yeah, I, I have I have Judge there. Stanton probably he had fifty nine home runs that 59. year. Fifty nine. God, he had. Man, I thought he was gonna get to sixty. Yeah, what gives? Did uh, he? He must have Stupid come close at, park. at one point in the season, right? Yeah, but twenty seventeen. Stanton. Can you rob that man's home runs? He hits line drives only. <laughs> you mean you can? You can rob line drives. <laughs> um. There, yeah, 132 RBIs. He hit 281, 376 on base, and 631 slugging, 1007 OPS. So really close for both of them. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably, about probably Mike, have them back-to-back. Mike Trout, 79 RBIs because Angels. Stanton played the Marlins and still drove in 132 runs. Yeah. That might be one of the highest percentages of, like, RBIs to total team runs. <laughs> Quite possibly. I, yeah, Yelich was still there, though, so. Um, yeah. So well, that's I mean, yeah, they might accounted for like sixty percent of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably my six seven in some combination. Let's talk about Josh Hamilton in two thousand ten because that was a long time ago, and I want to yes. remind people that Josh Hamilton hit three fifty nine in two thousand ten. Yeah, he, he, I think he's the last guy to hit three fifty in a season. Possibly, and then only got on base at a four eleven clip, and then slugged six thirty three. That's a ten forty four OPS. So still a really good year. Hit thirty two home runs, drove in a hundred. Scored, ninety five, so you know really good year. Don't have it quite up with the judge and stand, just because of the the home run 
numbers comparable OPS wise to judge mm-hmm. and yeah but 359 man come on <laughs> that's that's unreal and you know he's a different player then but also you know screw him but good year yes did we get through so i get we got through eight i'll, I'll put cabrera's triple crown i can't can i even put it ahead of hamilton i probably will still i don't know why but just just yeah. because i don't like josh hamilton doing my research and then 2017 altuve is probably the, the last one there if you ask me yeah, of course we ask you. Well, it, it was well, at least let's ask you. Judge. I knew that. Let's, you don't know any numbers. Know. I'll read numbers to no, make it fair. Any numbers. I thought Altuve should have won MVP in 2017. Well, I'll read numbers so you'll have it fresh in your head. Um, Jose Altuve in 2017, he he had 204 hits. He's a 200 hit kind of guy. He hit 24 home runs, which was a shock. Well, no, he did the year before. So I guess 2016 was the shocking home run year. And then drove in 81, scored 112 runs, uh, 58 walks to 84 strikeouts, 32 stolen bases, was only caught six times, and he hit 346, 410 on base, 547 slugging. That's a 957 OPS. Yeah. So, yeah. Not quite the power numbers of Judge? No, but, yeah. Yeah, not quite. Still, Still a cool... 85 points, eight, almost 90 points of OPS favoring yeah. Judge, and a lot more homers, of course. And yeah. Yeah, second base defense, Aaron Judge, a much better athlete than a lot of people give credit for, and is not a defensive negative. Actually, I believe he had a positive war yeah, for he, a 6-7 guy is not bad. He throws Because he, he throws frozen ropes from the outfield. Probably has the best arm in baseball as well. Um so yeah, am I am I justified in my being upset that Judge didn't win MVP that year? Because obviously there's an argument for for to be made, but but you, I don't know. It, I get the feeling that you think he was robbed. I do think he was robbed. <laughs> that's that's a big gap in certain areas of their game, right? But they're two they're two very different players. Very different players, yeah. But when it comes down to it. You know, Aaron Judge is better at getting on base, and he hits for more power, and he just doesn't have as much speed, and you know, you know just different profile and yeah. those other aspects of the game. But you know, in the two main aspects of hitting that you think of, right, are getting on you either you either get on base a lot or you you know you slug and you drive in runs and you drive yourself in and you do all that. Judge did both better, mm-hmm. so yeah. All right, I'm I'm done with that. I've done it too many times. I've done my research uh, on the Giancarlo stuff. The Marlins actually finished 11th in runs scored in 2017. He did have a lot to do with that. Uh, he was worth about 17 percent of their runs scored that year. Okay. They scored 778 runs. That sounds like a lot. 17 percent. 11. They scored more runs than the Dodgers in 2017. Yeah. No, I, I meant Stanton's percentage oh, yeah. of the runs. Counted. It is a lot. Yeah. I just have no frame of I thought the Marlins stat. would have been. Uh, I was hoping that was hoping they'd be a lot worse in the run scoring department, and just have Stan be oh, the only yeah. source of offense. You know, maybe, maybe. It's still yeah. seventeen is very high in terms of runs batted in. Yeah, um, pitchers are way harder to debate, if you ask me. Yeah, but we're, we'll try. We'll try to order them in 
there's no way to do it better. But can we just talk about 2015 being the most insane yeah. year of pitching maybe ever? Because Jake Arrieta won the signing in the National League, and Zach Greinke had a what was his ERA that year? He had like a one, one six five one ERA. One six something, yeah. Um, and did he even finish second? Clayton Kershaw. Second. I, Kershaw Clayton Kershaw arguably should have finished first or second because he that yeah. was the year he struck out three hundred batters. Yeah, and was just dominant. His I, ERA I he also was low. His ERA was lower in twenty fourteen when he won. MVP. MVP, but everything else was better in yeah. 2015. You basically got Mike Trout in more quantity as well. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, 2015 was the year of the National League pitchers because yeah. three of them here on in my list, and then it even goes deeper than that. Really, that was Jacob Degrom's rookie year. He was really mm-hmm. good. That Madison, was Syndergaard's rookie year. That was when yeah. the Mets kind of pitched their way to the World Series. Matt yeah. Harvey. Madison, yeah, Madison Bumgarner was really good following 2014 still. Johnny Cueto was really good at yeah. the time. Had a really good year. Johnny Cueto won a World Series that year. Yeah, it was it was a weird case where arguably, you know, six or Who seven National League pitchers. Um, that's that's a good fun fact because <laughs> arguably six or seven National League pitchers. We didn't we just talk, talk about, about Max Scherzer's first year with the Nationals yeah. in 2015. Um I have I have a different year for Scherzer as as his better year on this list, but oh yeah, he's definitely had. But yeah, that was quite a year. Um, Twenty fifteen. Oh, Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, right. Come on, <laughs> Dallas Keuchel. He's not on this list. Um, was he Was he Dallas Kuchel back then? Yeah, before anybody knew who he was. So, yeah, may I? You know, those were insane years, but I still think. They're, those aren't the top ones. I just wanted to, to mention that there's so many 2015 yeah. years. Is 2018 DeGrom the best year of the decade? It might be. That's what I have it in my head because... Well, because I followed it so closely because I wanted to see if he could get more wins above replacement than wins. Such a weird I year. by one measure he did? No. He finished with 11, 11 wins that year, I think. Oh, okay. No, 10 wins. Yeah, no, I thought... No, he didn't get yeah, over... Yeah, yeah, no, double-digit uh, war is actually... And, what, it's basically just Betts and, and Trout who've done it? Yeah, and pitch... I I can't think of pitchers who've done it. Well, he was hovering around, I think, eight point something more when he had eight wins. I remember that. Right, no, it was a cl- it was a legitimately close race to the finish. And in 2018, had a 1-7 ERA, and his FIP was, you know, right down there as well. And he, he um, struck out 269 batters and had a .91 whip. So everything was there. It was not a fluky ERA. No. Struck out like ten and a half, more than ten and a half per nine. I might even be. It might even be considerably more than that. Let me make sure that I'm not shortchanging him here. Eleven point one six K per nine. So I was shortchanging him. Um, that's the that's the pitcher of the decade or the year of the decade for me. And then Garrett Cole this year, right behind him. Yeah. Because. He blew 300, past three hundred twenty-six. He, he just strikeouts. blew past three hundred strikeouts. Yeah, yeah, and was utterly dominant. Didn't have the best ERA somehow uh, in baseball. Still had a two-five ERA, really good. Yeah, and had a point eight nine WHIP. Everything else was just everything else was there for Garrett Cole, other than just not the stupid sub two ERA. Right? Yeah. Um, so Garrett Cole is going to become the highest-paid pitcher in baseball yeah. by a good margin. K- 
congratulations to him and hopefully the Angels. <laughs> Some uh, say, or I saw a report today that the asking price is going to start north of three hundred million. Why wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Garrett Cole paying four hundred. I would say Garrett Cole is the second best. Um, you could argue Verlander was right there with him too, because they're close in Cy Young yeah. race. And he Verlander also had a three hundred no hitter in twenty nineteen. Yeah, and a three hundred strikeout season himself. Yeah. Um, the playoff performance though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of talk about playoff Kershaw, World Series Verlander. Did the Dodgers? Arguably worse. How was playoff Kershaw in uh, 2015? Was that which which playoff Kershaw blow was that one? Um, <laughs> was that the Matt Adams one? When was that one? I don't know. I don't know. They all blend together. Anyway, that was 14. I I might have Jake Arrieta, who won the Cy Young in yeah. 2015, third there. I think you take your pick in ordering those those three 2015 seasons. To, and yeah, and finalists. you could probably be right. I, I'll go Arietta Grinky Kersh. I I don't even know. But anyway, Jake Arietta had the most insane second half of a season that I yeah. have ever seen. That anybody's ever seen. Probably he had. I, what was his second half ERA that season? It was it had to be less than one, right? Oh, it was sub one. It was like it might have been point five somewhere around there. I thought. Yeah, he just did not give up any runs, and he had a no hitter. In the second half that year, did oh he? Did. I believe you know the Dodgers that year. Did he? Twenty fifteen know the Dodgers? I don't know. He had a threw a no hitter the next year. I think against the Reds. Yeah. Um. But anyway, at a point eight six WHIP, struck out two hundred thirty six batters in two hundred twenty nine innings. So it wasn't a huge strikeout guy, but had a one seven seven ERA. He just refused to give up runs. So, uh, he was probably third there. Granky, you know, talked about not wanting to give up runs. Did even better that year. Um. So, yeah, you know that, that the ERA just speaks for itself. He's not a strikeout guy, um, but he just he just refused to give up runs, which is a, which is a skill. One six six ERA was the exact number, and he did reach two hundred strikeouts, um, mm-hmm. just barely. I believe and had a point eight four WHIP. So what do you want? Um, I have twenty eighteen Scherzer there as well. Twenty seventeen Sale. 2014 Bumgarner just because of playoffs, wow. and 2017 Kluber are the other ones in the list. So I honestly don't know how to order those ones at all. Um, I would maybe go 2018 Scherzer, 2017 Sale, 20. I mean, can you can you even put 2014 Bumgarner in this competition if you're if you're gonna consider his playoffs at all? Like I mean, where do you where do you insert that? All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's obviously he has very good playoff numbers. Don't know to me. Maybe twenty fourteen seems so long ago. It's five years ago. But um, twenty fourteen was just the him carrying the entire yeah. team on his back here. So I would maybe I would probably put him like ninth. I wouldn't put him ahead of the Sale and Scherzer years. Both no. of them struck out 300 in their years as well. Yeah, Just pure dominance. So, yeah. That's that's probably yeah. the order. So what are we, Could you imagine if he actually missed the pitch to Perez and Perez hit a walk-off <laughs> home run in that game? Wow. He really, really is in the game of inches, right? Yeah. Um, anyway. He so, just kept on that same 93-mile-an-hour fastball high in it. Yeah. So... <laughs> 
we we did it somehow. Yay. We just talked it through. I'll try to to summarize the list that we made here. So we went 2018 Betts, 2018 Trout, 2015 Harper, 2019 Yelich, 2019 Bellinger, 2017 Judge, 2017 Stanton, 2012 Cabrera, 2010 Hamilton, 2017 Altuve. That's the list that I had anyway. We, we just talked. I'm just listing what came yeah. to my head. And then for pitchers, 20 se- uh, 2018 DeGrom, 2019 Cole, 20... 2015 Arietta, 2015 Granky, 2015 Kershaw, 2019 Verlander, 27 or 2018 Scherzer, 2017 Sale, 2014 Bumgarner, 2017 Kluber. <gasps> That's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we did a lot of ranking, and we did a lot of it on the fly. Most of the the ranking episodes, we'll we'll try yeah. to share what we find and make it yeah more seamless. But this was just us getting back into the flow. Hopefully, we will turn out a couple more top 10 Hopefully, lists yeah. before the decade officially comes to a close the baseball decade is over it was a great one yeah so many great moments that we'll talk about soon enough uh we'll see who wins the final mvps and Youngs of the decade uh very soon so thank you everybody for sticking around and listening <laughs> uh it is you know it's good to be back yeah it is it is good uh and hopefully we haven't faded too far from from your minds in, in the meantime but yeah be on the lookout hopefully in 2020 we'll be back on a regular schedule we, we should be we thrive in the off season i think because we're all missing baseball so yeah much so we all want to yeah. talk about it so thanks everybody once again if you enjoyed it make sure you like comment and subscribe share it share friends do all the things i i you know how many times have i done this outro and right now i'm trying to uh remember all the things (laughs) it's been two months all the things that you can do to support us um you can definitely connect with us on social media at beat the shift bp on instagram twitter facebook and facebook yeah we love to hear (laughs) what you have to say so let us know And that is it for today. Thanks, everybody. One last time. As always, Ray. Peace.